Welcome to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew and this is the world of basketball. We've got quite a world this week. Yes, there's a monster in LA. The Ball Brothers are doing so fabulous, but there could be trouble with the BBB. Stick around right here on Ball Court. Welcome back. I am Coach Drew and this is Ball Court, the world of basketball. And yes, you can tell by my face and by my emotions, I am quite excited. Yes, NBA basketball has returned. Preseason is back. And the one thing that I've been waiting for, I think all of us have been waiting for, to see how the king and the brow will look when you put them together. And needless to say, it was absolutely beautiful. Yes, the Lakers played Golden State Warriors. And for the preseason game to start everything off, and yes, just to quote LeBron James himself, the king, he is a monster. Yes, Anthony Davis was an absolute beast. Stepping out there with 22 points and 10 rebounds, double-double in 18 minutes. And I'm telling you, it wasn't just a regular double-double. He was digging in his bag. And, of course, the King LeBron James did what LeBron James does. First, he scored 15 points. That was beautiful in itself. But what was really magnificent about what he did was spacing the floor and showing how he could distribute to his team. I'm going to tell you the truth. He only played one half of basketball, but it was a very pretty half of basketball that he did play. I'm excited to see what L.A. is going to do. I know, I know, even though on their Twitter they said, take this as a warning, and they beat Golden State Warriors 123-101, to and they said to take it as a warning, but I, even though I'm a Lakers fan, I love them to death, I'm going to go ahead and take it as a preseason. It's still, it's still early, but it was a beautiful show. And you know what? I'm going to have more about that later on. Because we're going to talk about LeBron's style and how he really dug in there and spaced the floor and how he used that body and how he's going to use that later on with Anthony Davis. <sighs> this is going to be quite a season. I, if you're not sitting at the edge of your couch every day waiting for basketball, shame on you. Shame on you. Yes, there's more basketball to talk about. Even D'Angelo Russell himself, he played against him. And he said that they look like a fantasy team. He played against them. So imagine what I was feeling when I was sitting home. I was like, man, I, honestly, I kid you not. If I went to somebody's house and they had this roster on their PlayStation, on their 2K20 while they were playing, I would take my controller and I'm going home. I don't want to play with you no more. We are no longer friends. Lose my phone number and take me out of that friend, your friend list on the... PlayStation Network. We're, no, we're not cool no more. That was shameful what he was doing. Oh, man. Wait until we go to the video on that one. But, Brody and the Beard, episode one. <laughs> the preseason. The, and, and I think this is going to be like a, a growing show every week. This is going to be a segment in itself. Brody and the Beard. Alright? So, Brody and the Beard, they came out, they showed out. In the first game, they took a loss. 
it wasn't a bad loss. It could, like I said, it's preseason. We expect these kind of losses. But the thing that stood out the most to me was James Harden had 37 points in that game. And Russell Westbrook only had 17. So a lot of people started chattering right away. But, of course, just like every great episode and every great show that you watch, sitcom that you watch, by the end of the sitcom, everything's better again. Yes. So they played their second game where they did take the W against Toronto. This was the second game they had against Toronto in Japan. And they took that W. It was a tight game. But the thing that stood out to everybody, including myself, was James Harden had 22 points and Russell Westbrook had exactly 22 points. Let's see y'all sports people talk about that. Yeah? Yeah, y'all say they couldn't share the ball. They shared it to a T. Made sure both of them got the exact same amount of points. Now that's something. They're another squad that I kind of, I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to tell you the truth. Right now, the Western Conference is is like overflow with so much talent and so much great players. I don't know if we can watch the Eastern Conference, but we can. There is exciting things going on at the Eastern Conference. As a matter of fact, yes, Philadelphia, I want to tell you, it is over. The wait is over. You can now go back to your lives. You could go back to doing things the right way. You can watch basketball like how the rest of us in the country have been watching basketball. With our star players capable of shooting three-pointers. Yes, Ben Simmons shot and made a three. And I'm going to tell you the truth. All of Philadelphia erupted the same way I erupted now. If you go to... I'm going I'm to take a look at this... We're going to have a video that we're going to play at the end of this, what I'm talking about, just to show you how they exploded. But before I get there, Ben Simmons, oh my, you showed out, digging into your bag, shooting 100% from the three-point range. Yes, that was that one three that you shot, and you hit it, and I was impressed with that. But you had 21 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. You did a phenomenal job. And I'm telling you the truth, you're the team to watch right now in the East Coast. So you have a target on your back, especially now that you're able to shoot the three. You're going to spread the floor at with your length. And as long as you are, I have a feeling, especially with your handle, it's going to be a, a Kevin Durant type situation where it's going to be very dangerous for them to attack you uh, or to attack you at the perimeter. But also it's going to be dangerous to sag off of you and allow you to get that shot. Ben Simmons, I, I, I applaud you. I definitely 100% applaud you. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna, I want you to take a few seconds here because we definitely got to go to the video on this. Yes. The way everybody acted when Ben Simmons hit that three-pointer and everybody went crazy, that's the way that it's supposed to be. Look at that. Bang. It was like they were all in the gym with you. They were all in the gym with you. I am so excited about that, Ben. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm excited about this season. This is going to be a great season. Left and right, we got big things coming up. And of course, we cannot forget one of the biggest things that we're going to talk about. The former place where I used to reside. Yes, Florida. 
is heating up out there. And what do I mean by that? Jimmy Buckets is in town. Yes, it was kind of fitting for Jimmy Buckets, of course. And I call him Jimmy Buckets. Y'all all know him as Jimmy Butler. But it's kind of fitting that his first shot in a Miami Heat uniform was a step back Jimmy. I could tell you. I could tell you. That was amazing. That one shot. But that wasn't the greatest part of that game. That Heat game. You know what I saw in that Heat game that made me fall in love? That made me say, wow. This is the type of team that I want to watch. This is the type of team that I'm going to play for. I'm going to tell you the truth. Dwayne Wade left. Flash is gone. What do we do now? Yes, we turn to our children. We turn to our friends. We turn to our wives, our girlfriends, our husbands, our significant others. And we tell them that we need a hero. And that hero's name is Tyler. Yes, Tyler Hero. In his debut as a Miami Heat, he dropped 18 points. This kid is showing out. And that is something on the level that you would see of uh, Zion Williamson. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, rookie of the year is not a guarantee for Zion. Tyler Hero is out there putting on a show too. And if he looked anything like how he did during the summer camp and looked anything like how he did during the summer league... He's going to be a problem. I'm telling you, Tyler's going to be a problem. And I'm very excited about that. The Miami Heat is looking really good right now. Now, this morning, as you all know, if uh, some of you had the opportunity, if you are on the East Coast, you got to sit down and watch the game of the Lakers versus the Nets. Now, this was an awesome game in itself, but... There was a lot of things that was held actually involved in this game outside of just the game. Right now, uh, the NBA and China is actually dealing with a rift due to a tweet by uh, Houston Rockets GM, Dal Mori. Now, his tweet went against pretty much uh, the policy, not the policies, but went against... Uh, a protest that was taking place in China, which I'm not going to go ahead and speak on because that is not my position. I, this is not a political show, so we're not going to go ahead and speak politically on it. But the ramifications from that tweet has went as such. Due to that tweet coming out a week ago, certain things has actually happened. 11 different uh, sponsors, Chinese sponsors, has actually pulled away from the NBA, suspended ties to the NBA. And that would include um, ten, uh, ten, Tencent, which is the uh, streaming, which is the streaming company that actually would stream the, um, you know, that that would actually stream the NBA games in China, as well as they're no longer broadcasting the games. All Rockets uh, memorabilia and things of that nature has been pulled from the shelves in the Nike stores in China. It's actually that one tweet has caused a ripple effect to where there was cancellations for meetings that were supposed to take place for the off-court events for the Lakers and the Nets. So they did get to play the game, and it was a great game that they did play. But at the same point in time, even though the Lakers lost, it still was a great game. At the same point in time, the ramifications of that tweet is starting to be felt all throughout China and possibly throughout the NBA. There's still going to be more to come, 
as there are further developments. And hopefully that uh, thing, the relationship between the NBA and China is going to be repaired in the future or soon. I am hoping. But on some other good news, we do want to talk about Zion and Zoe. They're down there in New Orleans doing some fabulous things. Yes, they're throwing alley-oops. They're looking great. As a matter of fact, Zoe's jump shot now is looking a lot more fluid. Um, I'm, seeing, I'm hearing again word today that Zion actually scored 29 points against Chicago. A beast of a move. I'm talking dropping a light 360 out there. Uh, in a previous game, in the first preseason game, we had uh, Zoe going right off the board with a steal, bringing it down court to a nice little open pass to Zion and him dunking it. I think that's what we're going to be seeing all year. A lot of alley-oops from Zoe, a lot of steals, a lot of defensive plays from Zoe, a lot of offensive finishes with Zion. I, I'm definitely believing that the Pelicans are going to be must-see TV. I, I'm on the edge of my seat. I want, as a matter of fact, the NBA is going to be must-see TV. A lot of people think, talk about the, the trades that had taken place during the offseason. And these trades actually, I feel, has added parity to the NBA. It has now made the NBA a must-see soap opera. It is every team has a chance of having a big night, a big game at any given time. You watch when the, the Nets, like the, if you watch the highlights from the Lakers and Nets game, yes, Lakers were doing some fabulous things. JaVale McGee was being JaVale McGee. What could you do? But at the same point, you see uh, DeAndre Jordan blocking Rondo, Rondo, uh, Rondo's shot. It was, these are the things that it's like, wow. And wait until the Nets add Kevin Durant. The parity now in the league is that there is no longer a super team that everybody's just waiting to the finals to see them play the other super team of the East. It's now going to be anybody's game. Who is willing to step up? Who's going to be the biggest team in LA? Who's going to be the biggest team in Texas? Who's going to be the one to win the West? Who could take over California? This is a lot of things that's taking place right now. And I am sitting on the edge of my seat. And I cannot wait. As a fan, as a coach, and just as a general person who watches television and enjoys good entertainment, you can't find a better storyline in the NBA this year. But you know what? I'm going to go grab me some popcorn, watch some highlights. I'm going to take a quick little break. I want you all to stick around with me. I'll be right back. This is going to be ball court. Stick with me. Welcome back. I am Coach Drew. This is ball court, and it's the world of basketball. And women's basketball has been running the world right now on every channel, every sports. Everybody's talking about this. Yes. You know what they're talking about. The WNBA Finals. The series is tied 2-2. And I'm going to tell you right now with a 2-2 series, that means it is anybody's game. Winner takes all. 
This is it. Last game is tonight. And let me tell you, that game four was absolutely amazing. The Suns came out like blockbusters. They started out that game and they were fighting. They came out ready to fight from day one. From no, from minute one, right from the tip. Mystics was looking for a basketball game. Suns was looking for a fight. They came out and they showed that they were there for that fight. Suns decided, we're, we're good fighting. We're good. Mystics realized in the second half, we're going to have to fight too. And they fought back. They took that punch in the mouth and they started swinging. They came back and it was very, very close. We didn't think it was going to be the way I... I personally thought it was over. I thought the Mystics wrapped it up. They're going home. This is it. They're going to celebrate on the Suns' floor. But the Suns said, not here, not my floor, not my house. Courtney Williams stepped up and she played. I'm talking they played her heart out. And, of course, we had to go ahead with Alyssa Thomas getting a double-double. We had to talk about how Joko Jones had a double-double and did all the right things in order to make sure that they won that game and they pushed it through. Yes, it was a close game, 90-86. Could have went either way. As a matter of fact, the last play in the game, people said it was controversial. People said it was a foul. I didn't think it was a foul. The way the game was being called and officiated all game, you had to see that it was a physical game. The rest were allowing them to be physical. They were not going to call the petty fouls that were going to decide the game. I, I stand with that ref. That was a great no call. Do not be the one that's going to decide the game for them. Be the one that leads the game and controls the game. Great job, ref. But it put it into the next, it pushes into the next realm where now we're at a game five. Yes, at game five, everybody's emotions are different. Things are, things are bubbling up. A matter of fact, Natasha Cloud is talking spicy. I, 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 I actually have a recording of it. I want y'all to hear how she's talking right now for game five. One second, hold on, hold on. Let me bring this up just for you. I want y'all to hear this. This is how... This is what's going on for game five. Um, so our fans better be ready because we're winning a championship on our floor. Is that a guarantee? That's a guarantee. Facts, period. We're going back. They said, she said, fans, you better be ready. They win a championship on their floor. She's guaranteeing it. Natasha Cloud has guaranteed that championship will be won on their floor. Courtney Williams got word of this. And she tweeted, oh, really? <laughs> this is going to be great. This is what basketball is about. This is the whole world of basketball. This is show up at the park, bring your five. I got my five. Let's find out who's better. Basketball. I love it. And I don't know about you, basketball fans. And I'm going to let you know because I know my dad's going to be listening to this. He's a Mystic fan. He's been rooting for them. And so I know he's listening to this. And let me tell you what I'm wishing for. I don't, I don't really have a dog in the fight. My aces, they, they got beat. But it will be amazing for the Connecticut Suns to do this. This will be a great story how a bunch of role players came out and beat stars after stars. 
Elena Deladon being the biggest star currently right now in the WNBA, this would be the greatest David and Goliath moment for the WNBA. With that being said, what I do want is it to go into quadruple overtime. I want this to come down to them doing rock, paper, scissors in the middle of the court. The two head coaches have to flip a coin to decide who wins. I want this to go over and all night long if we can. I want this game to go to the end. This has been such a great season for the WNBA. It's been such a great, great finals alone. It has to culminate like this. It cannot end with a blowout. It will hurt me. I will cry if there's a blowout on either end. I don't care. It has to end with multiple overtimes. It has to end with with a three-point shot from half court that barely edges over the rim and wins. It has to end with something dramatic. It cannot end with a blowout. So, I'm hoping right now they're sitting in their locker room preparing for this game coming up tonight, and they're listening to that Natasha Cloud soundbite over and over and over. I'm hoping that they're sitting there with that emotion building up and that anger building up. I'm hoping right now that the Mystics are sitting in their locker room, sitting there saying, you guaranteed it. Now we have to deliver. I'm hoping that everybody has that mindset that it is all in and we're going to play our hardest. Ladies, you have a fan for life and you've created that with such an amazing season. Let's end it the same way we started it with fire with rage and with with competition at the greatest level i'm absolutely loving what's going on right now in the WNBA. i'm absolutely loving what's going on in the finals i will be glued to my seat watching every second please don't disappoint me i do not want to blow out i don't care who wins i i'm voting for I, i'm hoping they crown both of y'all champions because in my book both teams are but I'm looking for the greatest WNBA game played ever. That's what I want to see tonight. Now, of course, with every season, with every league, there's going to be some clouds that will, that will seep in on the sunshine of great basketball. Yes, the WNBA is not an exception. We want, I want to go ahead and briefly address what took place with uh, Penny Toller. The GM for the Los Angeles Sparks. She was fired last Friday due to um, some racial slurs that she stated in order. And she didn't state it to direct it to any player in particular. And she made that very clear in her statement. She stated it in order to motivate the team. Now, as, as quoted by one of the uh, team members, they stated that it is 2019 and we can no longer talk like that. Motivation has to come with a different tactic. Now, if anybody remembers who Penny Toller is, yes, she is one of the NBA's, WNBA's greatest legends. She, as a matter of fact, scored the first point for the WNBA and is and she's like a Sparks hero. This is a, this would be uh, this. She is like one of the majors of the WNBA. This is kind of. In a fashion of if it was if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did the same thing, all right. So, with that with that being said, 
what we what you're gonna want to what we want to do now is change the culture that they that they had out there. That was bad for the culture. A lot of people in that room were uncomfortable, and due to that, she was removed from her position. The Sparks did hold on to Derek Fisher, as well as um, the people around. Only Penny Toller was removed due to her comments. Now, if anything does go on further, and if there's any further developments in the story, we will be taking a look into that. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and move on, because I definitely want to go ahead and talk about Elena Deladon. Yes, Elena Deladon is now becoming a staple on my show. Every week, I have spoken about her because she keeps on blowing up every week. Even though she's in the finals, yes, and she played very well, despite the fact that she's still suffering from that back injury, that herniated uh, disc in her back, she still played very well in that game. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that she was unanimously selected for the WNBA's All-First Team. Yes, along with Brittany Griner, Courtney Vandersloot, and Chelsea Gray, Natasha Howard from Seattle, all of them were actually selected at that point, and they are now the ones at the top. They are the first team. So... If anybody's coming for the top spot, you now have names that you can look for. All right? Hopefully, hopefully, because if you notice, if you notice on that list, there was not a Suns player on that list on the WNBA All-First Team. So that brings me back to that original story that I was talking about with the Suns versus the Mystics. How great would this be? I'm telling you, this is what basketball is meant to be. You know, you have Elena Deladon, who throughout the year, who exemplified what a basketball player should be, joining the elites with the 50-40-90 club, uh, joining the best ever play, dominating the game, bringing her team all the way to the finals, and this is would be her first, her first championship, by the way, and still being selected unanimously for the WNBA All-First Team. So when you when Courtney Williams and company is taking a look at the dragon that they have to slay, it is quite a dragon ahead of them. This is by no means am I telling you that the Suns have an easy game. That 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 material that uh, Natasha Cloud was stating that is a chance that she may be wrong. There's a very good chance that she's right. The Mystics are are the Golden State Warriors pretty much. They have Ariel Powers. They have Natasha Cloud. They have, they have Christy Tolver. They have uh, Elena Deladon. They have a complete team. Where any of those players, you take them off and put them onto another team, that will be the reason that team is in that exact position. So, by no means am I saying the Suns have an easy task ahead of them. But if anybody can do it, if anybody has the heart to do it, I would have to say it's them. So they keep on bringing me back to that. I just, maybe I'm just excited. I'm excited for tonight. And I might, I might even do a little, like a little clip in, in midweek just to talk about what happened tonight. That's how excited I am about it. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I think I'm going to cry. I think I'm going to cry. You know what? I'm going to go to break. 
I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna get myself together. I'm gonna compose myself. I'm gonna bring it down. Cause I right now I'm like I'm gonna be right back here. Check out my next segment. It's gonna be why you ball. It's gonna be my next segment as well. And I'm gonna bring you some breakdowns from that Lakers Golden Golden State game. Stay stick with me. I'm Coach Drew. This is Ball Court. Welcome to the world of basketball. Right here. I'm Ball Court. Welcome back to Ball Court, World of Basketball. I am Coach Drew. This is one of my segments that I find closest to my heart. This is going to be the Why You Ball segment. This segment, we would, I like to focus on players who are not professional athletes as of yet, and they're up and coming. Now, today's segment, I actually want to feature a, 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 one of a really, a really great shooter that I was able to find. His name is David Jenkins Jr., of course, if anybody remembers over the last spring hearing his name, yes, he was the actual the second best uh, transfer in, during, uh, in May looking for a home to land, and he landed here at UNLV. He had choices, of course, Gonzaga, Oregon, but he chose to land here. Now, the reason why I am highlighting him as one of our uh, YU Ball Athletes of the Week is that Right now, or last year, with his 19.7 points that he was averaging, it makes him an elite scorer. But what makes him elite in my eyes, or what makes him to the point of, of, of superstar status in my eyes, is that 45.3% three-point shooting percentage. It's absolutely amazing. I find it to be on the levels of Steph Curry, you know, and... I myself, I was at the uh, Scarlet and Gray event that they had at the UNLV game when they played against uh, Boise, right? and I got to watch that prior to the game. I'm out there, and I'm watching, and he was in a competition, and they had to shoot the shot from half court. I watched his half court shot. I saw others shoot. I could tell they were shooting from half court. He shot from half court with the same form and the same effort. As one would shoot from a three-point line. He was not, like, he wasn't even trying. And when I tell you he's elite, he's elite. Two seasons he spent with South Dakota under his coach, uh, TJ Osselberger, who actually is now the coach of UNLV, and he followed him over here. And I, I understand the reasoning why, because with Jenkins Jr. being more of a system player, I can see that he wants to work, stay within the system that Osselberger actually actually has and I think that system works for him it's going to allow him to shoot more and I think he's going to be able to dominate over here hopefully in the future we're going to be getting an interview with Jenkins and this way we can sit down and find out what was his thought process in behind choosing UNLV and coming to Las Vegas but for right now he's going to be our highlight player of the week for the YU ball right here on ball court and next I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the Lakers and Golden State Warriors. We got some film breakdown. I want you to take a look at some things. All right. So, everybody understands when it comes to basketball on a whole, the two things that we want to go ahead and always view with basketball is how do we make it easy to score? The greatest play is the best way to do it. 
One of the things that I'm going to go ahead and talk about today is the pick and roll. Yes, the fabulous pick and roll. Let's go ahead and go to the video with that. When we take a look here on, on video, we see that um, we, we catch LeBron in the pick and roll along with, along with JaVale McGee. All right. Now, he has, uh, he has JaVale McGee at the top of the key. This is in the right spot that he wants him. That, let me, hold on, let's go back a little bit. Let's stop it right here and let's go back. Let me take a look. Look at Anthony Davis in the corner. You have to be true to that since Anthony Davis has been shooting the three to the best of his ability. Look how far out the pick is set. Now, the pick is actually set all the way at least six feet above the three-point line. That allows everybody to remain spaced out. That allows the space that you need in order to get the ball to the basket. Now, if you know LeBron, you know that he's not going. He's actually watching everything. He reads it over. He says, okay, I have Anthony Davis in the corner. All right, I have this man underneath playing so far off. He's playing underneath the three-point line. The pick is being set six feet above the three-point line. He's playing down at the key. So he gives LeBron the space needed in order to complete that pass to a rolling JaVale McGee. So you got one person chasing LeBron, one person waiting on LeBron, and JaVale, all he's doing is just waiting and eating. See, when it comes to, when it comes to space in basketball, LeBron does it well. He reads all his targets. He sees all he sees all of the defense in front of him. He knows who can do what and who cannot pull away. So you're not going to cheat and leave Anthony Davis open for the three-point, especially since he's been torching you the whole game. This is not the time to go ahead and leave him alone. You're not going to cheat and leave him at the three-point line because LeBron can make that pass going across to the elbow very easy. So you have to stay at home, and he will punish you every time for that. So those are one of the, those are one of the things that you want to take a look at when you play against a LeBron-type team. You know he's a passer. You know he's going to use space in order to go ahead and defeat you. Now, that's not it. There's more. There's more to LeBron. Because if you decide at this point in time, I will take away his space. He will then use his body, since he's stronger than you, he will now use his body to create the space in order for his man. So, take away LeBron's space, he'll create space for others. Let's take a look at this video, all right? And, and indulge me on this one a little bit. I'm not going to go too far into it. But take a look. As he brings the ball up court, running point guard, mind you, he brings the ball up court seeing all five players in a five-on-two he utilizes the man and closes out. So he takes away his own shooting space. Look, five on two. Let's back it up. He got this guy beat. Him and him, they're beat. There's no reason that they're even on the floor right now chasing. If you're not going to run hard, don't run it all on defense. Now, you got Anthony Davis hanging over the top. So now it's a three on two in front of him. If LeBron takes two of those players... It leaves it as a two-on-one. And that's exactly what LeBron is going to do. As Once he starts attacking, he sees, 
he sees Anthony Davis isolated right over there with one man on him. Now, you sit there, one man on Anthony Davis. He got two men on him. One man is standing to his right. Next person is ahead of him. So what he's going to do, he's going to pull Anthony Davis's man. And then he's going to pull the man that's on his left. And then pass it right to the left. The man at the right is no longer, he's there just to try and fill the lane and stop it. Once that spin move is made and everybody falls to LeBron's right side, at least that left open. Easy layup for Anthony Davis. If you go to the tape, you will see that LeBron James is just more than just scoring points and bullying you in the, in the, in the paint. He's a playmaker. And running as point guard for Los Angeles, especially against Golden State, it was absolutely phenomenal. How could you stop it when you have two big men like JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis on the floor at either time and a man who's able to actually pick apart your defense? That's something that we really want to take a look at. So I want the rest of the NBA, to, I guess when he they tweeted out, this was a warning. That's what he meant. Take some time. Look at the tapes. See exactly what they're doing and see if you can figure it out. It's going to be difficult because they have a lot of length. And with length and space, it's always going to be a problem for a smaller team like go, that Golden State Warriors. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to be right back with some more ball court right here. And we're going to be back with my favorite segment, Shady or Genius, right here. Ball court, the world of basketball. I'm Coach Drew. Welcome back to Ball Court, World of Basketball. I am Coach Drew. And yes, I have, before we get into the Shady or Genius, I want to talk about the world of basketball on a whole. LaMelo Ball did something that no NBL player has ever done in a debut before. He dropped a double-double with five assists and zero turnovers. I'm talking he had 12 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, four, uh, four steals. He was beasting. He played offense. He played defense. He was looking like, actually, the best ball brother of that weekend. And I'm not taking anything away from Zoe. Zoe played phenomenal. But that's how well LaMelo played. Even though they did come in a loss, because they did lose to the Bullets, 81-90, to 90, they, he still played great. Now, play of the game, Lamar Patterson had 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. That's a dominating play altogether. But you can see why he's the player of the game because he's been here a while. He knows how the system works. This was not his first preseason. Before a debut, hands down, LaMelo, you did an awesome job. I'm telling you, it's like, it's like he's playing like he wants a shoe deal. <laughs> next, we're going go to go to the uh, next game that was played. Utah Jazz, yes. NBL versus NBA. It's like both. It's like my whole show just came together today. That's it, it, it worked just like that today. So the NBL versus the NBA. Yes, Brisbane Thirty Sixers uh, went against the Utah Jazz, losing one thirty three to eighty one. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't look at the don't the score. I know you're sitting there like one thirty three, but there was a lot of highlights, and truthfully. Up until the uh, late in the second quarter, 
it was a pretty good game. It was a pretty close game. Uh, but, you know, they're NBA players, so it kind of kind of went astray. A little bit into it. But Jerome Randall, I talked about him last week, you know, him being back with the 36ers. You know, everybody was so happy about it. I can see why. Breaking ankles, finishing off with a circus shot, he was looking great. And then, of course, I got to shout out Eric Griffin. That block, that block, whoa, that was hurt throughout Utah. I'm going to tell you, you might not be allowed back into Utah after a block like that. That was, that was borderline offensive. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that I was offended. I'm going to let you know. I was offended, personally. That was a block block. He was like, ooh, ew. Anyway, <laughs> but let's go ahead and talk about the New Zealand Breakers, since we're talking about the NBA versus NBL. They played against the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, this was a tighter game. 108 to 94. They lost. But the one thing that I must say, and all of these NBL teams, every single one of you that came out and decided that they're going to show up and play right here in, in the United States and do their thing with the NBL versus NBA, you did not back down. And Tom Abercrombie, I'm going to tell you, you did not back down. You came out there. And put a poster on them. Dunking full on. See, that's one thing you get to take back. Yes, you got a loss. But you get to go home. You got a poster that you can put above your kid's bed. Of you dunking on an NBA player. Congratulations, Tom. I respect that a whole lot. That was absolutely amazing. But now, I want to go ahead and jump into my next segment. I'm not even going to take a break for this one. Because this one's been building up inside of me. I want to jump into that next segment. Shady or genius? Yes. We spoke about LaMelo Ball playing as well as he did. But there's a lot of suitors looking to see if uh, LaMelo will be playing in his their shoes. One of those suitors are his own family, uh, family brand, the Triple B brand. When asked about if he will be willing to consider wearing the Triple B brand, he stated that he's keeping his options open, meaning that he's going to see which one's best for him. Right now, his mind is not on the brand. His mind is on basketball, where it should be. And I definitely could, I definitely do understand that. But you could tell the influence that his older brother Lonzo is having on the situation because Lonzo is helping him shop him around to different companies such as Nike, which I think that he would be a great fit for, such as uh, Puma, where uh, Kuz is now over there at Puma. So it's kind of like you have a lot of different things that's, that's going on right now for the Ball Brothers. And it seems to me that the Ball Brothers, meaning Lonzo and LaMelo, are working towards getting something established for themselves outside of the Triple, triple B brand. Now, Leangelo, who's not currently um, playing anywhere or, you know, is not in the public eye right now, he stated that he is open to actually uh, taking a look at a deal with the Triple B organization for a shoot. But without Lonzo's backing and without LaMelo's backing, I find that them them actually putting out a shoot at this point in time is going to be very difficult. So it's something... I, I don't want to be the one to say it, so I'm going to go ahead and quote Lonzo, 
The brand is dead. The brand is demolished. And I guess it's not just Lato saying it. It's the entire world, including LaMelo. You know, as this is something that we definitely need to take a look at. It, uh, the way I see it at this point in time is Triple B focuses on shirts, uh, apparel, and things of that nature. They're going to be a little bit more successful and stay away from things of the shoe, the shoe deals. Uh, after what the information that Lonzo released last time and Lamelo's thought process of contemplating a different company. It is hands down that the shoe deal is not the direction that you want to go. That Triple B is probably out of the shoe business. Speaking of shoes, that's that time. Let's kick it. Come on, y'all. Let's kick it. All right. All right. So for the let's kick it, we're going to talk about the Nike PG3 NASA. Woo! Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited about those because I was waiting to see how the NASA was going to look, especially with him going over to the Clippers. But that all blue finish does look absolutely fire. And I could definitely see myself rocking a pair of those as well. I, I do see those to be very sharp. But one of the sneakers that I really liked was the sneakers that LeBron was wearing in his debut, yes, he wore his Nike LeBron Ambassador 12s. I'm going to tell you, with this with this color, especially with this colorway, I love it because it really heightens the Laker colors. And you can wear it with just about any Laker outfit. You know, it's just like, bam. As well as I can see that the nice upper on it, I, it looks like a great shoe to play in. It's, it's reminiscent of the soldier with the strap on it. So I, I, I kind of like that. I, I, I definitely do like that one. Now, like I stated earlier, Kyle Kuzma has signed with Puma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be over there at Puma. And one of the cool things that I saw him wearing, because he didn't get to play, but he did get an opportunity to train and warm up during that game. But I saw him in the Puma Clyde Hardwoods. Just in case anybody who don't know who Clyde is, we're talking about Walt Clyde Frazier. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The original. Now, let me tell you. Those, those Puma Clyde hardwoods, I actually got a chance to try them on. They feel super comfortable. I want to get an opportunity to play in them. So this is something that I definitely going to have to try them. I'm going to have to really get them and play in. But right now, my pick of the summer. This is the best shoe that I've played in all summer because I've tried out a number of different shoes that I got to play in and test out and try. So far, I would have to say it's going to be the Dame Fives. The Dame Fives have hands down been the the softest, like most breathable, easiest shoe for me to play in already. I know Dame is working on the new shoes coming out, but the Dame Five Pink Crush, hands down, has been my shoe in the gym this summer. It has been popping. I am very excited about it. And I want y'all to check out all the shoes that I spoke about today. Yes, the PG3 NASA, you got to get those. Those are in blue. Looking really fly. You got to get the uh, the Nike LeBron Ambassador 12s. That's that's going to be... I can see that being my play shoe for the winter. I'm going to try it out. But I can see it because it definitely has a strap. I like the strap. Keep that foot secure. You know, we bigger players like me and LeBron, we got to... We got to be secure when we go to the baskets. You know how you know how it is for us, you know, diesel players. You know how it go. Anyway, anyway we was up... Uh, 
I'm also gonna I'm also gonna give you some more information on that uh the Puma or Clyde hardwoods. Like I said, I tried them on, they were very comfortable. I didn't play in them yet, but I did try them on, they're super comfortable. But that was let's kick it. But before I go, and this is before I go, I wanna go ahead and give a very good shout out. I just had a great show today. I'm glad all of y'all stuck with me. We hung out here, we talked about a lot of things, we broke down some games. You know, we gave a shout out to my YU Ball uh, Athlete of the Week. You know, David Jenkins Jr., keep on doing your thing. Number five, UNLV, I see you, I see you. Um, I, but the number one shout out I wanna give, people always wonder, when they hear my show, when they see me in person, how do I talk so much, especially about sports? Where did I get this from? Where did I get the, the, the personality and so much information and so much opinion that I have about every sport? But let me tell you, it's actually from my father. Today is his birthday. You know, he, it's October 10th. Happy birthday, Pop. And a lot of the things that I do comes directly from him. So when I spoke on my last show about the Washington Mystics and how I felt that they would uh, be how they're going to be challenged and how they probably would not win it due to the fact that Elena Deladon is out. He made sure he corrected me. He let me know that it's not Elena Deladon's to win. It's Christy Tarver's. She's been underrated for so long and she's the only person on the floor that actually has a championship. So it is hers to win and she will bring that championship to Elena Deladon. I respected his comments so much. And what he said so much that I definitely want to go ahead and repeat it on the show for you. It helped change my view about how I think the game is going to go. I definitely still believe that the Suns do have a great chance at pulling it out because you can't measure the heart of a human being. But I definitely do believe also that the Mystics is going to make that a very challenging event. I want to say happy birthday to my dad, uh, Mr. Orville Williams. Happy birthday. And I also want to give a thank you to CWN Sports for giving me the platform to speak. I want you to check out our other shows like Fusion Sports and The Blitz. They're doing some big things over there. AZ Manning's killing it at Fusion Sports. I'm absolutely loving The Blitz. Keep on doing your thing, fellas. I'm liking what y'all doing over there. And if you do get an opportunity, you definitely want to call into some of our morning shows. But that can all be found right there on the CWNSports.com. Or you can check me out on our Instagram at Ball Court World or at DrewCoach43. For right now, I am Coach Drew. This has been Ball Court. I want to thank you for hanging around with me in the world of basketball. You have a great one. I'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Ball Court with Coach Drew, world of basketball. Now go hit the showers. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.